This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. Listening to In a City Like Yours, a semi monthly podcast featuring interesting people with interesting life stories. This podcast may contain language and/or subject matter not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm your host, Michael Glenn Moore. If you have an interesting life story and would like to appear on the show, please drop me a note at inacitylikeyours at gmail.com. Also, Join our Facebook page at Inner City Like Yours Podcast to receive notices of new releases and other info. Now, please welcome today's guest. Hi, my name is John Orlando. I am in Columbus, Ohio, and I would like to talk about an event that pretty much made me the person that I am today. Uh, and that situation was pretty easy for me to pick out. Uh, that was the death of my father. When I was 18 years old, my father had passed away. And I think that it really shaped who I am to this day because of the tragic nature of it. Uh, so my, my dad had been a man that had been sick for quite a while. Um, actually, when he was much younger, he was... Um, uh, he was one of the very like first in our kind of our region or kind of our our part of Eastern Ohio to have an artificial valve put in his heart because his had uh, originally worn out his original one wore out and um, from a from a childhood illness and um, so he had been sick you know but he felt you know he felt well for many many years but eventually that valve started to wear out and so around uh, 1993. 1992, 1993 is when he passed away. But about 90, 1992, 1991, he had started to not feel good. And um, so we went to the doctors and they said, hey, you know, it's it's wearing out this artificial valve. So uh, we're gonna replace it with another one. Um, and so that should that should fix things. You should have, you know, much more, much more time on your hands, you know, much more life to live. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, the spring of 1993 in May, uh, my dad went in for the surgery and um, didn't recover, to be honest. Um, for the first few days, he did really, really well. And then all of a sudden, just the bottom fell out and um, he, he struggled um, to stay alive. And multiple times that year when I was uh, 18 years old, you know, it's the summer of my, you know, 18 year old self. And uh, many times we had to um, prepare for the worst because we were told, you know, things were looking bleak. Um, and he did pass away in August of 1993. And um, it was kind of hard. It was really hard uh, because I think that I was kind of 
I don't want to say sheltered from death, but I kind of didn't really, like it didn't have, I guess it didn't have the impact when other relatives had passed away, whether it was great aunts or great uh, uncles, um, or even my grandfather, who I barely, I didn't really know because he died when I was very, very young. But this had a profound impact on not only me, but my family. Um, uh, because my, my brother and I, have uh, a lot of years between us because uh, um, so my dad was married very very young in life and was married for a while and then had four kids got divorced um, and then met my mom and so my mom was 15 years younger than he was so he was 45 my mom was 30 so like for me I was kind of in this weird spot where I had brothers and sisters but they were so much older than me that they kind of, we kind of didn't relate. I, I mean, I guess that that's not, um, that's not being derogatory and that's not, that's not being disrespectful. It's just, that's what it was. I mean, for crying out loud, you know, we were like a whole half generation, you know, between the two of us. Um, but that changed, that changed and that it changed for the better, to be honest. That was the one thing that I always am very thankful for that, you know, uh, my father passed on, uh, my brother and I became closer we got to kind of understand each other better. Um, and, you know, I matured a lot, you know, in that process too. Um, so I think that that was one uh, really big positive that came out of the tragedy. Um, but it, you know, it shaped me for who I am today. I think that um, had my father not passed away, probably I would not be here in Columbus, Ohio. I think that I would have maybe stayed put in the eastern part of Ohio, maybe Western PA, but yeah, I would have stayed a little bit closer back there. Uh, I'm not so sure that I would be doing what I'm doing, which is, uh, you know, podcasting as a hobby and as a creative outlet. Um, I think my life would look radically different uh, had, had this set of circumstances not uh, fell upon my family. Um, so I think that that is, is pretty much kind of my story is the biggest uh, impact. I mean, it also impacted me on maybe a smaller scale in that I was going to uh, a local college uh, that was a mere 15 minutes from my, from my home. Uh, my original plan was I was just gonna stay there for a year and then transfer out to go somewhere else. Um, but it kind of became excuse me, it kind of became a little bit of a, it kind of got to a point where after spending a year uh, at college, I really liked it there and I had made friends and I felt like I still also could help my mom because she was still, uh, you know, we were still all living back there and, and help her uh, with it. So uh, as a smaller, and I'm sorry, I should have thought about that, but that as a smaller little item of how it impacted me, um, you know, changing my career, or not my career, my collegiate path uh, was another impact. But, um, you know, um, it's been a long time since my, my dad passed away, but I still think about him quite frequently. Um, and I think that he would be very proud of how it turned out. Uh, you know, all those lessons that he instilled in me, um, you know, be independent. Um, don't let people tell you you can't do things. Um, you know, work hard. 
um, do the best job you can, or otherwise don't bother doing it. Uh, all those, all those life lessons uh, are still in, are still within me, and uh, so um, that that my friend is my uh, is my story. Well, you know, I think losing a parent is a really hard thing to go through. So it's it's not unusual for you to still be. Uh, tender when that comes to that aspect. <laughs> yeah, uh, you yeah. Know, and they and they say probably the hardest thing is to lose a child. Uh, but uh, you know, a parent. You know, you, we all go through it. It's something that's inevitable. Uh, we are we're all going to die, and at some point, our parents are going to pass away. And and it's, it's not something I look forward to. My mother's eighty five years old, and uh, you know she's getting up there, and I'm really worried about you know, especially with the COVID going on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, what you said, your father's problem with his heart was something that happened to him when he was a child, an illness that, that happened to him when, mm-hmm. he, when he was a child. What was yes. that? Uh, it was called rheumatic fever. Um, it was, I don't remember all the symptoms of it, but he kind of, they didn't catch it right away. That's the thing I do remember is they didn't catch it right off the bat and that's what damaged the heart. Um, it, I don't remember all the symptoms and everything, but that's the one thing I do remember was that had they caught it a couple of months beforehand, then probably this would never have happened. They would have treated it and then uh, things probably, you know, he would have been sick, but probably would have gotten better from it. Um, but it was the fact that it went undetected for a while that, it, that the, the whatever the infection or whatever had settled in and damaged his heart. So he was in his late 40s when he passed away? Uh, no, no, he was, I got to do the math, 63. Okay. Um, Um, so he didn't have any problems up until his later years with his heart when they had to put the valve in. So it was damaged, but it was at such a state that he didn't have to have anything done until later on, until later on. Correct. Actually, actually can tell you the year it was 1980. I was five years old when he had the first, um, uh, valve put in. Uh, so at that point he would have been, uh, let's see, 50 years old. Uh, so still very young and, and yeah, he did, he did things. He, he did really, really well for those from 1980 till, till I said like 1991-ish, 1992-ish. Um, he, he did things and that, that I guess is the, the stubbornness that I, that I inherited or that industrial spirit that I in, inherited, you know, he, he, he was told, look, you shouldn't be doing, you shouldn't do a lot of strenuous stuff, but I'll be damned if he wasn't still the guy out there, you know, chopping down trees and, you know, making, making, uh, you know, a new driveway and, and doing all this stuff that, you know, he was kind of, his doctor said, yeah, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that, but he wasn't going to let that hold him down. Um, you know, um, and, and I think that's where I get this kind of this independent spirit from is that, you know, don't tell me I can't do something. I'm going to go do it. And uh, so, yeah, so he, he, even though he had the heart surgery in 1980, he, he lived a pretty good life up until, you know, 1991 or 1992. Okay. Um, let's, let's go ahead and talk about your artistic career and, you know, with okay. podcasting, yeah. I noticed behind you, you have a Deadpool poster. <laughs> are, are you a really big fan of uh, cartoons and uh, comics? Oh yeah. I love comics. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I uh, collected uh, comics. Although my collecting back then was a little bit different because there were so many um, like toy tie-ins 
So G.I. Joe for me, like was the comic book. I, I have a gigantic truckload of G.I. Joe comics from the 80s. Um, so that's, that's, that's basically how I started. But then I kind of started, I had a cousin that collected uh, comics and he started suggesting others. And so I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to check those out. And um, I've been a fan ever since, um, uh, ever since I was a kid. And I often say this too, uh, because to me, I think this goes hand in hand. I loved comics. I love pro wrestling. I mean, just it's like there's no other addiction that I <laughs> that is quite like it. But I, I love those two things because to me, they go hand in hand. Like pro wrestling to me is a live action comic book, you know, um, you in theory can't really reach out and touch Superman. Right. So, you know, because Michael, it's, it's if you're touching Superman, it's an actor. It's, it's Henry Cavill or it's, you know what I mean? Where when you touch Hulk Hogan, that's to an extent really Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I became captivated by pro wrestling as a kid. Uh, you know, for some reason, I never got into pro wrestling. I'm, I'm uh, 59 and back in when I was a kid, you know, it was very popular and everything. And a lot of my friends were into it. But for some reason, I just never... Uh, never made that connection, but I know a lot of people who have, and uh, it's something that. Um, do you think from you know how old are you now? I'm 45. From 45, okay, has changed much in your lifetime so far? From what oh you, yeah, 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 it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot in my lifetime of watching. Um, yeah, the, just the style is a little bit different now. There's a lot more flash and pizzazz, and there's a, you know. Um, Sadly, you know, when you watch old wrestling, sometimes you're like, "Ooh, we really said that." That's kind of a little bit of a no-no now in 2020. You can't say that, you know. Um, so yeah, it's changed a little bit. It's changed quite a bit, actually. Um, yeah, but I loved it so much that I started working in the business um, when I was I graduated college. I moved to Columbus. I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and let's try it. Let's try it. And uh, so I went to um, a tryout camp in Cincinnati um, from a very reputable promoter. And I knew it was going to be tough, Michael. I knew it was going to be hard, uh, really, really hard. And I'm not really that great of an athlete to begin with. So that was one strike against me. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of knew I had my work cut out for me. But that weekend, I got the snot kicked out of me. And at the end of the weekend, the promoter said, well, what do you think? And I said, man, sir, this is 10 times tougher than I thought it was going to be. And I thought it was going to be like a tough, like I thought on a scale of one to 10, it was going to be not, it was going to be a 10. It was going to be extremely tough, but man, it's like 35 on this scale. <laughs> and uh, so he said to me, he said, well, do you still want to do something in the business? And I said, yes, I do. And he said, well, you have a great voice. You know that. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, have you ever thought about doing ring announcing or play by play? And I go, well, I have. And he's like, well, all I can do, do is give you some advice, find somewhere to work and just do it. And so I found a place to work here in Columbus. There was a new company that started up. They needed somebody. Uh, so I started with them. Uh, they lasted about eight months to a year, they went out of business. Another company in Columbus came along and uh, I worked for them for their five or six months that they were around. And right when they closed, uh, there was a wrestler uh, at the independent level here in Ohio, Big Guns Jeff Cannon. 
he was running, uh, he was going to run a school and a promotion in kind of, um, I, I kind of define it as it's like not quite northeastern Ohio, but it's kind of in between the central part of the state and the, uh, the northeast part, like in that kind of uh, rural area out there. And he was like, you want to come out? And I'm like, yeah. And I was out there for the entire run of that company, which was about 13 years. And uh, I thought that I was going to hang it up for a while, Michael. But as the old godfather line is, they drag you right back in. And uh, <laughs> there's a couple companies here in Columbus that started up. Um, one a, about a year and a half ago, the other one about five years ago. And they said, hey, you know, we don't we don't need ring announcer, but we do need some play, a play-by-play guy. And I jumped at the chance because it's something, it's a little bit different for me to do. And, uh, you know, so I'm still, 18 years in, I'm still doing it. Well, blows yeah, my mind. Doing what you do is very involving. So if you're, you're probably in it more than you would have been uh, as a wrestler, you know, because you're, oh, yeah. you're in every, every game. Um, right, yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly. Uh, have you talked to Christopher uh, Stalla yet? I have. I've talked to yeah. Chris. I as soon as you said wrestling and that you want to yeah. be a wrestler and everything, I thought of him. Thinking, oh, these guys need to get together. But I'm glad to hear that you've talked to him. <laughs> Here's the funny part, too. I, we, we have not had enough time uh, to play this game. But I guarantee the wrestling world is so big but yet so small that I guarantee, even though he worked in Colorado and he worked out in Philadelphia, I guarantee he and I have have, have worked with somebody and we've crossed paths that way in some, you know, uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon separation type of deal. Uh, but we haven't had a chance to sit down and do that. But I was like, we need to, man. We need to figure out who we know. <laughs> we know, in, in, you know, in conjunction. Really? Um, and I, uh, I want to mention Steve Joyner, who, uh, yeah. who, who I'm sure got you this interview and, and with, with Chris. He's a publicist who uh, works out of California and he gets a lot of my interviews and Christopher Stolle's interviews and uh, and you're somebody who he has uh, as a client and that's how we made our connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been working with Steve um, since I be- believe the beginning of August and uh, Steve's a great dude. He is a very good dude. Um, I appreciate the fact that he, 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 I think is a year younger than me, but we have that same sensibility and that's what I like. You know, um, you know, the same sensibilities about life and philosophy and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, he's a great dude. Okay, what, let's talk about your podcast. What's the yeah, t- sure. what's it called and, and what is it about? Okay, well, um, I uh, I have a podcast and it has a very very lengthy explanation behind the name because everybody asks about the name. But the podcast is called the PVD Cast. Um, when I br- got in or when I broke into the wrestling uh, world. Um, I was asked by the very first promoter I ever worked for, Hey, we're going to put you on the website. Okay, cool. So we need a photo. We need this, 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 and this. I'm like, okay, you got to fill out this paper. Cool. All right. The paper was very, you know, name, height, weight, where you're from, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I sat there. I was like, okay, sweet. So I filled stuff out, John Orlando, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, hometown, well, Columbus, Ohio, that'd be easy. Well, the thing was, Michael, as I looked on the website, I would have been the fifth guy from Columbus, Ohio. And I'm like, hmm, I don't want to be the fifth guy from Columbus, Ohio. So I sat and I thought for a while. And um, it, it, personally, my mother, after, uh, after my father passed away, she, um, she moved to Providence, Rhode Island. 
and she's lived up there since uh, 1996. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna call Providence, Rhode Island home. Cause I know the city and she's been up there forever. I know, you know, all the places. So I put that down. And so started going by that. Um, so fast forward to 2012, when I start my podcast, I'm like, what am I gonna call it? And I came up with the idea that the airport code for Providence is PVD. I'm like PVD podcast, PODcast, PVDcast. That might not be a bad idea. Let's go with that. And I soon discovered there's no one else, like the, there's no one else that has a name anyway similar to it for a podcast. So I'm like, there you go. That's what we're gonna stick with. So that's the story of the PVDcast name. Um, I've been doing it since December of uh, 2012. Um, I like to really kind of focus on. Uh, my favorite things to talk about comics and wrestling and movies and, and hockey. And uh, though every once in a while I get some guests that maybe are, are outside those parameters, but the, most of them are, you know, in that little bubble. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's fun. I've enjoyed it. Uh, I'm sure that Michael, you could probably empathize with me and, 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 and say that indeed I am correct. Those first few episodes are rough, aren't they? Yeah, but you can only get better. So that's the good <laughs> right, thing. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and I, I'm a DIY guy. I never went to college for communications or broadcast or anything like that. So literally building this, this, this podcast from the ground up just by reading articles, watching YouTube videos. Um, I did take one like podcasting class at the local community college that to be honest, when I look back on it, I'm like, wow, that was a waste of money. You could have learned all of that stuff on YouTube, but you don't know. So you think, eh, I'll spend 75 bucks on this, on this, you know, Friday and Saturday class. Okay. You know, but you didn't really learn much. Um, but yeah, and, and I've had a, a whole host of, of great guests. I'm on uh, episode 253. So I'm very proud that I got to 250 episodes. I feel like that's a, a huge, huge accomplishment. And you know, I just love it. That is a huge accomplishment. Uh, Thank you. So, so are you on once a week, three times a month or, you know, what's your uh, schedule? Once a week, once a week. I've, I've been uh, once a week now. We've been doing once a week for, or I've been doing, I should say, once a week now for about two years. So it's been, it's been good. Before that, I tried to at least get two up a, a, a month. And so for the longest time, Michael, I was good at getting three out. And I'm like, yes, I'm, you know, cause I only wanted to get two out. So I'm getting three out. So that's great. And just started clicking that I could start. I got the rhythm down and I could start getting four, one, one a week done in a month. And so, um, yeah. And, and, um, just been rolling ever since then with that. How do you feel about editing? Do you just put your podcast out as is, or do you edit? No. I edit, I edit because I feel like, uh, again, going back to what we talked about with my dad, either do it right, do it to the best of your ability or don't do it. And um, so I do, I do edit. I get rid of, you know, some of the M-O's and ums that we all do. Um, here, I just did it. <laughs> I do too, I'm the same way. <laughs> Uh, clean. I try to clean up the audio the best that I can too. Um, you know, you. I'm sure you. You can again. You can understand. Sometimes you get that interview that's really good, but man, oh man, is it a pistol to get cleaned up because of whatever? Yeah, it's 
Uh, I spend a lot of time editing myself, and and that's kind of what's keeping me from doing any more than two a month. I try to get in, you know, I, or at least I, my goal is to get in more than two, have like maybe a bonus episode each month. But, you know, this year hasn't happened that way. Last year, I was able to, from like October through December, put out four episodes a month uh, with, you know, two episodes, my normal episodes and two bonus episodes. So that's something I'm, I'm trying to do. But if it wasn't for editing, I think I would be fine. But I just cannot, <laughs> I just cannot let the Ozdenums go. Uh, no, you know, it's, no, it's so hard for me to just give up that. I I just listened to one on the way to work today, and the guest coughed like three times, and they're like, you know, I understand. Sometimes we got to cough. I just, you know, I just did it a little bit ago, um, but I'm like, dude, edit that out. You can't just leave that in there. You should take a few minutes and clip that stuff out. That sounds really bad, you know. Yeah, the part, when you coughed earlier, the first thing I thought of was, okay, that's editing. Post-production post, post <laughs> will take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and while I do like to keep the PVD cast very, like, conversational, I don't really like to do, like, interview question, answer, interview question, answer. I like to keep it more conversational and, you know, hey, we can go talk about this topic that, you know, we can get off topic and go wherever you want to go um, and, and, you know say whatever you want to say. It, it's fine. Um, so I don't like to keep it real, real tight in terms of, of content. Uh, but you know, again, if, if somebody maybe says something that might be a little bit like controversial, I'll be like, eh, maybe we need to clip that out. But yeah, editing, editing is, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm indifferent about it. Like I, I've talked to other podcasters like, man, I hate editing is the worst part, blah, blah, blah. Um, I talked to another one that was like, I get kind of in a, like he, he explained it. Like he gets in a Zen mode where he just like focuses in on the, you know, on the, on the track and he just, you know, he just gets into the rhythm and I can understand that too. Um, I'm just kind of in the middle, like I'm indifferent to it. Like I don't hate it. I don't love it, but it is what it is. It's what I want to do to put out a good product. So. Yeah, I, I definitely do the same. I get into a zone when, when it comes to editing and putting the show together. So it's, it's something I actually enjoy. It just takes, you know, time from, you know, what I can be doing if I just, you know, let it go. Cause I know a lot of podcasters that do that. And I just don't understand how they can do that because I have too much, I guess, uh, anal retentiveness in me that, you know, I, I can't just record an episode and just let it go. Uh, are majority of your shows with a guest or do you do some that are just you? Uh, at times I would do what I called mini episodes with just me. Um, but mo I mean, I've been on a streak where it's been, there's been a guest. Yeah. I, I mean, mine are predominantly guest oriented. You know, when I started it, it was, it was very easy, Michael, cause I, I had, Hey, do you want to come on? You know, so-and-so you just had a great match this past weekend. You want to come on and talk about it? Yeah, sure, man. You know, um, I also had a, a very good friend that's in the, local indie comic book circles and he spread the word he he was like hey i you know john's got this podcast i just was on it it's a fun time and and because he gave me that stamp of approval a lot of guys were like oh hey i got this comic that's coming out in a month can we talk yeah come on let's talk about it you know and so it just kind of grew from there um and and when i did do my solo episodes i kept them to like 15 minutes like 15 to 20 minutes. I didn't go on for, for me, typically 45 minutes to 50 minutes is an episode for me. 
Um, but I felt like nobody wants to kind of hear me go on and on and on for 45 minutes. So I tried to cut them in half and just kind of talk about a few things and go from there. So what, what would you say was your best uh, interview? Oh, um, okay. Can, can I ask best as in my favorite that I've done? Yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your personal favorite. Personal favorite is an easy uh, answer. Two years ago, in 2018, there was a big uh, wrestling convention here in Columbus. You know, a lot of the older wrestlers were there. There was like 30 of them. And I got the, the chance to go, and I got a chance to talk to five uh, great uh, superstars from the past. Tito Santana, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr., uh, One Man Gang, Tatanka, and then uh, Road Warrior Animal who for me as a kid growing up, I love the Road Warriors. They are the greatest tag team of all time. And the opportunity to talk to him for like five minutes was fantastic. And so that is my favorite episode that I've ever done. Uh, in fact, it's so, I just real realistically, or excuse me, just coincidentally, um, I re-released it just because I was not quite finished with an episode in, I think it was in March. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to replay that one because I love it so much. So episode 228 or episode 165, it actually has two numbers. The rebroadcast was 228, but that's my favorite. What would you consider your lowest point? <laughs> you have to have one. <laughs> yeah. Um, if it's not the first two. Uh man I think I will go with what I jokingly called the lost episode of the PVD cast um, <laughs> it's lost because um, the individual that I interviewed we were supposed to meet and here in Columbus we have a great library system so anytime that I want to record live with somebody um, I would just meet them at the library and we'd just I just check out one of the boardrooms and we just sit down there and, and go from there. Then that, you know, cause it's a neutral site. It's in public. You know, if you're like, I don't know who this dude is, you know what I mean? Like, I understand that. I understand the, the hesitation. So this young lady had said, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you at this library. And I'm like, cool. All right. Well, get to the library. She no shows. I checked my email. She had emailed like very last minute. It was like, can we just re record remotely? There's some things that happened. Okay, cool. So, got back home and I set everything up and we're going to record and oh my god the the quality of the Skype was horrific and I'm sitting there going oh I don't know I don't know about this so we wrapped and I said look I'm gonna be 100% honest with you I'm gonna to try to clean this audio up but it's pretty bad and uh if if I can clean it up I'll release it but if it's trash I'm just deleting and uh, this individual, she was not going to be in the country. She was going back to where she was from. Um, so she was just in Ohio visiting family. So there was a little bit of a timetable. But, Michael, it was terrible. I could not, no matter what I did, it still sounded like absolute, absolute garbage. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not releasing this. I'm just, forget about it. I deleted it. I'm like, it's going to be the lost episode. So... Um, so I think that that's probably going to be the lowest one. That, that, that one was frustrating, aggravating, and disappointing. I, I imagine the way you do it 
by meeting in libraries and so forth gives you more control over sound. So that's a, a really cool thing. I mean, you have yeah. mics yeah. for your guest and, uh, and so forth. I mean, I, I enjoy talking to other podcasters because they usually have their own setup. So I know that the sound quality is going to be fine. Otherwise, I'm dependent on Zoom or Skype. And that's when you have the problem is when someone's mm -hmm. talking on um, their laptop and, and they have, you know, they're, they're too far away and they, you can't get them close enough because they don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> so it, yeah. it, it can be a mess. It can be. And, and uh, unfortunately, we're stuck in this cycle. That's kind of how we want to do it. If we, you know, want to be cautious when it comes to COVID, you know, this is the way that we have to do it now for the time being, which... You know, I like, I don't know when's the next time. In fact, here in Columbus, our library is just open, like literally two days ago, like they've been closed. So um, you could just drive through and pick stuff up, but you couldn't go in. So, you know, everything's been uh, done remotely. Um, you know, I, I kind of use a, a different program. I use Uber conference. I'll just throw it out there. I'll give them a cheap plug. Uber conference is great, especially if you're doing like audio only. Um, I've never had any problems with Uber conference other than um, two instances. One was somebody was on their cell phone because they could call in and the cell phone, that was the problem, not Uber conference. Um, and then more recently, there was somebody that had, was having some computer issues um, and it was tricky. But other than that, I've been with Uber conference for a couple of years and they're fantastic. I'll have to look them up. Yeah, uberconference.com. Uh, they have a free version, then they have a pay version. And I will be 100% honest, I've used the free version a couple of times and it was still great. Um, I got uh, the pay version because it gives you free international calling. And I was starting to get a couple of requests from some people that were in the Philippines, uh, you know, an author in Italy, um, a couple of creators over in England. And I'm like, well, the price was not that bad, to be honest with you. I was like, yeah, that's not bad for, you know, being able to have that flexibility. So. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is, are most of your interviews local to Columbia? But uh, obviously you, you're worldwide when it comes to your interviews now, right? Oh, yeah. I've had um, uh, a, a great comic book artist. If I can just give him a plug real quick, Erwin Arosa uh, in the Philippines. I talked to him. Uh, he was on the podcast. Um, Francesca Cavallo was an author that was um, in Italy that uh, she was on earlier. And um, the crew from 892 Art Studio over in England, uh, Damien and Helena, uh, they were uh, they were guests. Uh, so, uh, and, and of course, Paul Ross. I almost forgot about Paul. I can't forget about him. He's a filmmaker in England as well. So yeah, branched out a little bit. I mean, so uh, do you do you oftentimes, I don't know what you use for your distribution, but I use Libsyn. Do you sometimes, Michael, get like baffled by, what, somebody in so-and-so listened to an episode? All the time. I, I like going through that. I use Podbean, and there's, they have good, okay. really good analytics, and you can tell which countries your listeners are coming from. Majority of mine are from the United States, but then there are you know other countries that little countries like Uzbekistan or whatever, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Like, okay, well, at least I got somebody, you know, around the world listening to it. <laughs> right. You just wonder, you're like, huh, Uzbekistan, how did that happen? You know, <laughs> it does make you scratch your head a little bit, doesn't it? So these, uh, your interviews, do you, do they come to you or do you hunt them down? 
Um, uh, a little bit of both. Um, a little bit of both. Uh, just as a matter of fact, uh, episode 251, uh, I talked to a artist by the name of David Whalen. He's got an independent imprint called uh, Correct Handed Comics, and he reached out to me, actually, in the middle, I want to say the middle of August. I was like, hey, um, I stumbled across your podcast. I really dig it. You got a lot of cool people on there talking about comics. I'd like to come on. So, yeah, so I think it's, it's kind of both. I do quite a few inquiries. Some folks definitely touch base with me. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, especially with comic book creators, I've built rapports with them. So, you know, they may be on in April and then the following May. Hey, John, I got another book coming out. Come on, you can come on, we'll talk about it, you know? So, um, yeah, it's pretty much, I'd say about equal. Okay, I'm gonna ask a question that's probably something you've either been asked before or someone else has, you know, talked about it, but it's kind of a common question. Who would you like most to interview, living or dead? Oh, living or dead. Oh. Um, okay, uh, I got it. I, again, a kid of the 80s, uh, I loved early hip hop. So, and I love Public Enemy. So I would pick Chuck D to be a guest. Interesting, okay. I would. I think that um, a couple of things. I think number one, he, he's very philosophical and I'd like to get his philosophy on things. Um, you know, I also think that he brings a, a, a certain, he has a certain aura about him that I think would be really cool to experience and chat with him about uh, his life and that. So I, yeah, he would, he would be, and, and again, it would be like a childhood hero again, kind of like uh, road warrior animal, like an opportunity to sit down with somebody that you like, man, I have all your albums and you know, and whatnot. And so there you go. I'd, I'd go Chuck D. Okay. Let's talk about something else. Now let's talk about sure. some movies. Um, okay. Specifically comic turn movies. What is your universe? Are you Marvel or, you know, what, what, what turns oh. you on in, as far as what's going on with the movies these days? Uh, I'm, I'm straight Marvel. Um, I, I gotta be honest. Uh, there's only been a couple of good DC comics, uh, movies. Uh, not, not talk, I, I kind of, I am the guy that kind of takes Batman and sets it to the side. I, I kind of feel like I know it's DC, but those kind of are off to their, to their own. Um, but yeah, I'm Marvel. I'm definitely a Marvel guy. Um, you know, but I like all kinds of films. I, I, um, you know, indie films, uh, big giant blockbusters. Um, I think the only two genres I'm not a big fan of is I'm not a big fan of horror. Uh, and I'm just not a big fan of musicals. I don't know why. I just, those two genres kind of like, eh. Um, but yeah, I like a lot of different different movies. How about television series? Uh, things like, um, what is the, the Umbrella Academy and things like that. Do you spend a lot of time watching uh, TV series, especially on Netflix? They have a lot of Marvel uh, shows on Netflix and so forth. Yeah, um, I like, see, you know, here's where I'll differ. I feel DC does a better job with their TV product than Marvel does. See, I think Marvel's got the, got the formula for doing movies, whereas I feel DC has the, the formula for doing uh, TV shows, because I like The Flash, I like Black Lightning. Uh, Stargirl was fun, I enjoyed that. 
Um, so, you know, the, those, those shows I dig. Um, I never got into the, the, the Umbrella Academy just yet, but I am waiting just another, um, excuse me, at least I'm waiting at least another couple weeks to, to get to season two of The Boys on Amazon. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that as well. I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, season one was fantastic. So I'm I'm really waiting. I'm kind of waiting for them to be done because they're releasing them once once a week. And I'm like, I just come on, I want to binge them. Let's just get it all out, you know? Yeah, that's funny. I, I'm the same way. I like to binge. Uh, anything that has you know more than two episodes, two seasons, I'm I'm all for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of kind of need to. I made the joke, but I kind of need to refill the list from quarantine because I watched, I caught up on a lot of stuff that I wanted to see um, that for some odd reason slipped through the cracks or whatnot. Um, and I got, I got like a lot checked off the list, we'll say. Okay. Uh, is there anything you want to discuss that we haven't talked about yet? You know what? Actually, Michael, could I talk about a small side project, uh, a podcasting project? Okay. Uh, something that uh, uh, started this summer, uh, probably because of, of boredom and coronavirus. Um, there is a, another great podcast here in Columbus, the Three Geeks podcast, and we oftentimes co-collaborate. And um, Jason Taylor, who is um, uh, the man behind that podcast, he and I share a guilty pleasure. And that guilty pleasure is watching the old TV show, Matlock. Um, <laughs> Andy Griffith, as your grandfatherly lawyer and we talk about it all the time and some of the other guys on the show were like geez guys you're just stop talking about matlock and so the the idea came that we should do our own matlock podcast so we started uh in june and basically what we did was we got season one and we're watching each episode and we kind of do a little critique of it we discuss it we review it we poke a little fun at it and it's been a blast and the surprising thing is, Michael, it's done pretty well. <laughs> I was, I just kind of figured, you know, Matlock is an older show for older people. I don't know why he and I like it so much. Um, and so <laughs> I was like, old people aren't going to listen to podcasts, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be stereotypical, but old people in technology don't mix, right? That's funny. Um, I, I remember hearing about the Three Geeks podcast through the Steve Joyner Network, and uh, I think I heard about the Matlock episodes. Did you? You uh, heard yeah. about Matt Talk? Uh, we called it Matt Talk, and uh, we've done eight episodes so far. Uh, we released two a month uh, on the second and fourth month, or ex excuse me, the second and fourth Monday of every month. And um, I, I look, I, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I'm like, we'll get if we get thirty people to check this out. Cool. You know, this is just for, for giggles. You know what I mean? We're not not really doing this, you know, for any other reason than we're just doing it just for giggles. And Jason always is like, dude, do you know what our new numbers are? No. And they're, they're in the triple digits. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> they're, wait, there's how many people listening? Um, it, it just kind of was a shock because, again, we, we did it just as kind of a goof. And it's done pretty well. So we're going to keep on doing it um i do I, and i'm going to say this publicly and i really do mean it my goal that i would really really like to do with matt talk is i would like to do one of the recordings live from 
there's a nursing home uh, about two minutes from my house. And I really honestly feel like if, if COVID hadn't happened, that was going to be in the plans is I would like to go over there and kind of pay back uh, to those people, you know, give them some entertainment, um, you know, give them some interaction with somebody different and kind of record an episode uh, live, you know, like we'll watch it live and record it. And, and I really would like to do that. It's a future goal for that, for that podcast. That'd be really cool. Uh, now is Matt Lock still in syndication or? You know? Oh yeah, it's still on. It's, it's on uh me TV. And then every, every few months, uh, Hallmark channel does like a, a weekend marathon. of Matt Lock, so. You get to binge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and I want you to give out your social media yeah, and websites sure, and things sure. like that. So my guests can, uh, my listeners can find, find you. Cool. Uh, you can find the PVD cast over at pvdcast.com, which is the online home of yours truly. Um, but you can also find it through all those major podcasting platforms, you know, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher radio, um, iHeartRadio app, all of the big names, just, you know, go to your favorite podcast place, go in the search bar PVD cast, or sometimes you have to put PVD cast, John Orlando, and you should find it. Um, you can find me on uh, Twitter under my personal handle of at PVDMVP, uh, but you can leave messages if you'd like, and please check out the uh, Facebook and Instagram uh, for the podcast, which is at PVDCast. Um, you know, Matt Talk real quick is available through Anchor FM, anchor.fm slash Matt Talk. It's also available through all those major podcasting platforms too. Uh, the Facebook page, and that's the only thing we have social media right, wise right now. The Facebook page is at Matt Talk, M-A-T-T-A-L-K podcast. So jump on over if you're a fan of Andy Griffith and Matlock and check it out. Um, and uh, every Monday night at eight o'clock through the Facebook page of the PVD cast, I do kind of a live broadcast of that week's episode. So um, if you say, I don't, I don't know if I want to download it. Well, check it out through Facebook. give a shout out to Ben, the editor of this show. Ben also has a podcast called Two Marks and a Spark. You can find it wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Check it out. You won't be sorry.